Providence sports fans. Christian Pedersen here in the SD Prep Insider Studios. Hope that by the time you are listening to this, you have fully recovered emotionally and or physically, mentally, and all the others from one crazy week of San Diego High School section football. Week four is in the books, and we got upsets. We got teams remaining undefeated we got winning streaks coming to an end we got everything going crazy for you thank you very much for joining us this show as all of our shows is always brought to you by blast radius coffee for more check them out at blastradiuscoffee.com it's coffee for athletes so you should go try and see what it fuel you to do if you are new to this recap show the way this works is i will be on here for about 15 20 minutes trying to keep it closer to 15 just going to be bringing you scores 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 and just the general look around the county and then after that we will get to all of our great pundits from around san diego so if you don't want to hear my voice and you just want to hear the hot takes and opinions from the people that were actually at the games all over the county jump forward about 15 20 minutes if you want to hear about some scores let's start at the top of the scoreboard and work our way down Torrey Pines, they moved to 3-1 with a 24-14 win over San Pasquale. Notably, I had called this one to be an upset. I was 100% wrong here. Torrey Pines winning by a pair of scores, looking impressive as they move to 3-0. Julian, the Eagles, they get a 48-6 win over Rock Academy. Santa Fe Christian wins handily by 15-35-20 over Mount Miguel. SFC has gone from how good will they be, can they be, to they're good, how great can they be this season. Crawford, they get back in the W column with a 30-6 to win over San Ysidro. Coach Marquez fixes up some of the adjustments from last week, makes them happen, gets it done. Montgomery, they remain undefeated, 38-24. They win over Kearney. The Aztecs go to 4-0. Coach Dunkel continues to find ways to score in bunches, and the defense holds again. Kearney is no joke with that high-powered offense they got, and Montgomery gets a very notable win there. Speaking of notable wins, up in the North County, Vista 48, Morse 7. Well, I played at Morse, but that one coming from the North County. Vista, man, that is an impressive game. It's hard to know which one that is more impressive for, the defensive side or the offensive side. Morris scored a 70-piece earlier this season. Uh, one touchdown. I mean, I, I'll side with that being the little bit more impressive side of this. Modern-day Catholic, they win big against University City. Modern-day Catholic getting a little bit more rhythm, it would seem, as the season goes along. Steel Canyon, they win big over Bonita Vista. Steel Canyon continues to look clean. Just impressive on both sides of the ball like you like your top 10 teams to look. Carlsbad, the Lancers, they get a huge top 10 win over Mission Hills. Both of those teams ranked. Things will definitely change after that result. Castle Park, they move to 4-0 and with a 41-25 win over Fallbrook, last year's Castle Park team versus this year's Castle Park team. I, I mean, it seems to be not necessarily night and day, but it, as close to that as you can come without 
wondering if they got a whole squad of just straight up new kids to train. Like it, it, it is a very good team this year, and at four and zero, they're now starting to put a little bit of pressure on other people. Christian, the Patriots, they get a big win over Monta Vista out in the East County. West Hills gets in the win column 34-14 over Chula Vista. Claremont plays upset of the night as they shock El Cajon Valley to hand El Cajon Valley their first loss of the season. Claremont winning that one 13-7. This could be one of the biggest wins of the season. I mean, it already is for Claremont, but just in general, just to snap a, an impressive winning streak that, that El Cajon Valley had come out hot out of the gate. Coronado wins a thriller in overtime, 42-41 over Mar Vista. Huge win there for the Islanders. Patrick Henry, 60. El Cap, 52 in a game that saw over 1,000 yards combined total offense. Patrick Henry ends up holding on. I mean, good for you. Like that, That's an amazing win right there to go up big have the lead get cut down and have to gain yourself a little bit more breathing room late in the game. Uh, I, I don't know how, how you can compete with an offense. They can score 60. Uh, Patrick Henry, they take that loss early in the season to Morse, and, and it looks like they've got things pretty much ship-shaped, righted, and ready to go, at least on the offensive end. Poway, the Titans get a 47-10 win over Escondido up in the North County, possibly uh, moving them into the top 10 as they are now 3-1 and one on the season. Francis Parker, they get in the win column 49-6 over Hoover. Granite Hills moves to 3-1 and one with a 20 to nothing win over Westview. Granite Hills, another team moving potentially into the top 10 with some of the stuff changing. Grossmont, the Foothillers, they win to remain undefeated. They go 52-28 over Olympian. Jamie Odom, third straight. Grossmont High School quarterback to enter into the fi- or enter, in, enter into the five thousand passing yard category. I suppose that's all coming down to a game of Grossmont versus Helix for that league championship. There. Speaking of Helix, they grab a major upset for anybody that you ask, other than them, of course. Forty-five uh, twenty-seven over Cathedral Catholic. That one, I'll go up with Claremont and say those are the two uh, wins of the night. If you want to call them upsets, great. I sort of call them an upset when you have a Cathedral Catholic team that is that highly rated. Anybody beating them would have been an upset, even if it's a team that's only two rankings notches below them. It is still an upset, so congratulations to Helix. Hilltop, the Lancers, they go to 4-0 with a 27-13 win over Valhalla. The offense continues to look good. The defense continues to look improved. And that's going to be the big deal for Hilltop as they uh, fight to maintain, retain, obtain, whatever you want to call it, the title of top team in the South Bay. It's going to require that game versus Morse. And that's where you're going to need the Hilltop defense to step it up just a little bit more. So signs like this where they can slow down Keegan Baker, you got to look at it. And you go, no, This team is not just an offense that's dragging a defense along. This team is starting to become a well-rounded, well-oiled machine. Valley Center, they are victorious 37-34 over the Imperial Tigers. La Jolla Country Day, 
an oddly slow night of offense, and they still score 30 points as they win over Tri-City Christian 30-12. to Del Norte, they win a nail-biter 15-7 to at La Jolla. Huge bounce-back win for the Del Norte Nighthawks. Scripps Ranch, they remain undefeated as they take it 17-7 to over Mira Mesa in what is a rivalry win. So it's already a big day for Scripps. But on top of that, it, it is a continued thumping of the chest, notching the belt, whatever you want to say. This Scripps Ranch team, they now enter into that you start looking around, you go, wow, the championship maybe? Are we talking playoffs? How wrong were we about this squad? Mission Bay 55, Mountain Empire 22. The Buccaneers get back to their winning ways. Mount Carmel, they win a close one, 16-13 at, or, uh, at home versus Ramona. Congratulations to the San Diego Cavers. They retain their winning streak as it grows to one more game with a 56-41 win over the Orange Glen Patriots, flipping the script from a couple years ago when Orange Glen came to San Diego and got the win. St. Augustine, 62, Otay Ranch, 0. Saints makes their case to be the number one team in San Diego County with a couple of exclamation points and a cherry on top. Rancho Bernardo, 38, Point Loma, 20. The Broncos make back-to-back statement wins to say that they are, they, 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 are, they are figured out, they are here, they are ready to start fighting for some respect in San Diego County. Santana, 4-0 with a 48-0 win over Sweetwater. Maranatha Christian gets a win this season, 20-14 over Southwest San Diego. Congratulations to the Eagles. Escondido Charter, they're victorious on the road at the Hamilton Bobcats. Vincent, uh, 38-24. Vincent Memorial, 52-0 over Desert Christian Academy. Brawley drops a heartbreaker to Yuma Catholic, 50-35. Calexico, all sorts of big over Calipatria, 36-6. Central, they drop their first game of the season to Gila Ridge, 10-7. A heartbreaker there. For the Spartans, Palo Verde Valley, 42-0 over Desert Mirage. Southwest El Centro, 49-0 over Kofa. Holtville, 28-0 over Yuma. Foothills Christian, they dropped their first game of the season, 40-36 to to the Avalon Lancers. Madison, the Warhawks, they drop a heartbreaker at home. I, I call it these heartbreakers because, man, when you lose at home, to a non-section team. It's just at you, you're fighting for San Diego. Our, our heart goes out to all these teams that, that, that dropped a close one. 22-6, Madison Falls to Palos Verdes. Elsinore tops Rancho Buena Vista 55-0. Bishops, the Knights, they continue to look impressive offensively. 57-0 over Rosamond, Tyler Buckner, and company start to now go into the video game numbers of their season. Eastlake, congratulations to the Titans as they get their first win of the season, 31-14 at San Jacinto. Classical Academy, 49 O'Farrell, 18. The Caymans get another win. San Clemente continues to be a nuisance and wreak havoc on the San Diego section as they top Lincoln 29 to nothing. More on that game from our pundits later. La Costa Canyon, they get a big league win to open up play in the Avocado League 34-8 over El Camino. 
and that will do it for your San Diego section scoreboard. Folks, I turn it over now to a whole host of amazing pundits, reporters, and analysts from all over San Diego County. You're listening to the Week 4 San Diego High School Football Recap Show brought to you by the good folks at Blast Radius Coffee. For more, visit them at blastradiuscoffee.com and at blastradiuscoffee on all the social media. Be right back with our first guest. All right, we are now joined by Adam Paul at EC underscore preps underscore SD on Twitter, EC preps on Instagram. Adam was uh, at a pretty decent basketball game tonight, despite it being a Friday in early September. Uh, Patrick Henry, 60, LCAP, 52. How you doing, man? Have you, uh, have you kind of been been too mentally exhausted from this game what what was this experience like tonight yeah going back and forth between this game and the the uh, cathedral helix game and just kind of checking out some of the other scores it's just like eye-popping video game john madden football scoring night crazy <laughs> night around the county tons of night tons of it's tons of stuff to talk about let's start with the game that you were actually at Patrick Henry 60, LCAP 52. Patrick Henry earlier this season loses loses a a 70-piece a almost to, uh, to Morse. So now Patrick Henry is in the driver's seat in one of these big-time offensive games. You had told me over 1,000 yards. Just like kind of walk us through what you saw from both these teams tonight. Well, I saw is that both teams can put up points at will. Um I, I I just you know from my observation from obviously tonight to their game last week, uh, Henry, I believe that Matt Casino has really taken um, JPO Sullivan's offense and he's you know he's mastered it to what I'd call a um, a. Uh, um, a masterful level. I mean, he's really the guru of, of O'Sullivan's offense. So the uh, offense has picked up, but this one also required LCAP to come back from being down big. Wick Hauser and company kept it competitive late in the game. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, LCAP made some adjustments at half, and it was like, Somebody turned the light switch on, and how Cap came out in the second half, and they had a shot. They actually had multiple shots to win it. Um, they had actually stopped um, Patrick Henry uh, with about mm, a minute and a half or so left to go in the game uh, on a long on, on a third and super long, but uh, unfortunately. Um, a uh, penalty was called, and it was uh, roughing the passer against El Cap. So automatic first down uh, for Henry, and they, they, from there they were able to run the clock out. So a dramatic end there, but now Patrick Henry moves on to be 3-1. and one. El Cap continues to be the, uh, the, the, the most offensively productive non-winning team in an in in interesting fashion. Adam, you had mentioned the Helix game. 
they win over Cathedral Catholic. What does this game mean? Means that Helix is Helix, no matter no matter whether people say they're down or they're up or whatever. You know, they can put whoever at quarterback or you know a perception of being a bad Helix team, and yet they're going to come out and you know get up for a, a game against a Cathedral or a Saints or whatever, and they're going to gut punch you. Um, you know. Uh, every pundit, you know, in San Diego, pretty much predicted um, a cathedral victory by whether it be a touchdown or multiple touchdowns. And you know what? Helix, they didn't say anything, and they came out and basically uppercutted the 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 um, the heavyweight the the current heavyweight champion of San Diego. So does this move Helix to number one in the county now? I think so. I mean, I, I know I know Saints won their game big, but you know, it, as as uh, you know, Rick Flair used to say, to, "To be the man, you got to beat the man," and they they beat the man who was Cathedral. Can I bounce a couple I, of I, other? Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying, I don't see how you can. Let me bounce a couple other scores off of you because sure. the East County, a couple of people this year have come out and said, you know, it's where the, the, the power is starting to shift. I think the Helix win does a lot of that, but there's a, a, a lot more teams out there. Grossmont 52, Olympian 28. Grossmont continues to dominate. Talk to us about just how good this team could be. You know what? They're they're on a team on a mission, I think. Um, one other note to mention on that game, uh, with with that win, um, Tom Carlo um, joins the hundred career win club for San Diego history, um, which is pretty cool, um, in my opinion. Um, you know, it. With them scoring points at will, can they go toe to toe with Helix? I don't know. I mean, you know, that's what they said about the teams, in, you know, these Grossmont teams in the past. And then, and then, I mean, obviously, I know this is down the line, but you kind of have to talk. You kind of have to talk about it. Start sometime. Um, I, I, I just think that Grossmont's on a mission to to prove themselves. You know, that last year just. You know, where obviously they had the injuries that last year was a fluke season, and then they're back, back in business playing, you know, foothill or football. Any other scores from around the county caught your eye tonight? Um, you know, Bahala, I thought, thought that game would have been a little bit closer. You know, they 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 lost the hilltop. I saw. Um, I'm trying to think what what was trying to think what was that score. Um, sorry, I don't have. It. Oh, uh, twenty-seven, thirteen. I figured. Uh, I didn't think Hilltop could uh could um stop Keegan, but they would. You know, they obviously they had a game plan. They figured it out. Whereas the other teams in the you know the last couple weeks, obviously not last week because the bye, but the previous couple weeks, you know, couldn't figure it out. 
Um, I was kind of surprised at the uh, um, Claremont beating El Cajon Valley. I really thought El Cajon Valley was going to continue their role. Um, you know, they were losing 13 to seven to Claremont. So that was kind of a kind of a um, surprising score to me. Um, like I said, I honestly thought El Cajon Valley was going to win that game by at least seven to 14 points. Um, Granite shutting out Westview 20 to nothing. That's a great, that's a good, good win on grip for Granite. And of course, you know, Steel Canyon beating uh, Benita Vista. Um, the another one was kind of, kind of um, an interesting score that I saw was an early game was uh, Santa Fe Christian beating Mount McGill 35 to 20. Um, the, that was kind of a surprising score. I figured Mount Miguel behind uh, Laverdier would have put up more points. Oh, the other, I'm sorry, yeah, I, I take that back, Christian, because um, I just saw the just saw the highlights. Um, Christian just putting that hammer down on Monta Vista. Did not see that one coming. Yeah, forty-three to six, the final score there for the Christian Patriots to uh, send a little bit of a the ship perhaps is righted there type message out to the rest of the county. At EC underscore preps underscore SD on social media, Adam Paul holding it down in the East County and all around San Diego. Thank you very much for joining us. Take a deep breath and then <laughs> let this soak in. Helix plays Saints this coming Friday night. So the madness continues. The tensions will be high. We look forward to speaking with you again next week, Adam. Thank you very much. Thanks, Christian. Appreciate it. All right. We are now joined by Bodie DeSilva, the Scorebook Live reporter at SD Preps on social media. Bodie, what the heck happened tonight? Uh, a lot of stuff, yeah. Trying to trying to follow uh, from my phone as I was up in Carlsbad, but um, so much for for my prediction earlier in the week. Well, you say you're up in Carlsbad, so let's start with the game that you saw. Carlsbad defeating Mission Hills seemed like a very tone setting, message sendy type win for Carlsbad. What what did you see up there? Yeah, coming in, I viewed both of these teams as probably my two favorites in the Avocado League. Um, Mission Hill started first. There was an early punt return from uh, from Sky Donnell there, uh, 32 yards, and then from then on, that was that was really all Mission Hills had for the game. Uh, Carlsbad defense shut them down to 21 yards rushing and 83 yards passing. So uh, the show show for, was from the Carlsbad defense. Kyle Vassau, uh, Dylan Quinn, um, just everyone on Carlsbad's defense tonight was was ready to play, and, and they knew exactly what was coming. So three and one now for Carlsbad. What does this win sort of project about their their next couple of weeks? Yeah, I mean, I I, I still think they're the Avocado League favorite. I I don't know um, if that really it has changed anything. I mean, I, I kind of thought they were coming into the game. So, uh, but they got San Marcos next, and um, they, they'll get challenged. I mean, Oceanside will give them a good game. Uh, Torrey Pines and Lacoste Canyon will be a good game, but. I think they got their most difficult opponent out of the way first, and that's always a good thing. Anything else on that game before we move on to a couple other scores? Um, no, I mean, great crowd over there tonight. Carl's best student section always getting into it. Uh, a lot of music and 
some smoke over in that area from, from all those fog machines they got going there. But, um, yeah, a, a good game. And um, Carlsbad defense is definitely one of the best in the county. All right, so all the top teams were in action tonight, including number one versus number three in Cathedral Catholic and Helix. Helix ends up winning. So we can talk specifically that game, but bigger context, um, Saints also wins to go to 3-0, and or 4-0. Um, so Helix won, Saints won, Helix 2, Saints 2, however that breaks down. They'll play this upcoming week. So just like... Help us kind of untangle what the heck happened out in the East County tonight. Yeah, I'll be interested to see kind of how people vote on it. And, and it was even some conversation on, uh, on the sidelines up in, up in Carlsbad. But um, it ultimately, as you said, they play next week. So it doesn't really matter whoever decides to vote one or two. Assuming that Cathedral would go to three in most polls. I Obviously, that's why everyone's got their decision that way. But I think that the, the key for Helix was the bye last week. Well, Meanwhile, while Cathedral had to battle another top team in Corona Centennial, Helix was able to get healthy, recover from their previous overtime loss, and um, ultimately find a way to, to get Elian Noah loose and, and put 45 points up on a really good Cathedral defense. Any upsets, anything like that strike you tonight, or, or, or can I just bounce a couple scores off you to get your reaction? Uh, yeah, I mean, the one the one that uh, I saw was another Hilltop win, so they're undefeated. Um, a really nice win for them over Valhalla, so um, that's the first one that, that came to mind. Well, if it's okay with you, I'm just going to bounce a couple of scores off yeah, you go and ahead. get your take as to what exactly is going on in each one of these games. Um, Grossmont, 52, Olympian, 28. How good is Grossmont? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen Olympian in person now. Um, obviously when you, when you play Grossmont, you know, they're going to find a way to score. Um, you've got to do it on your own end. Olympian managed 28, but, um, Grossmont, it, it seems like they can score on anyone. I obviously, uh, Steel Canyon will be an interesting league game coming up as will Helix. So, uh, Grossmont looks for real, but that, that league is, has proven to be pretty good so far this year. So, uh, no guarantees for them. Vista 48 more seven. Yeah, that one that one was kind of a shocker. I, I knew both teams would could score and would obviously run the ball. But uh, having seen Vista in person now, I mean, it, it kind of confirms they they took Lacoste Canyon to overtime, and um, it's a good team. They've got three really really good running backs, and uh, I was just surprised to see them uh, put that up on Morse because Morse had been scoring against everyone. Modern Day Catholic sixty one University City twenty six. Yeah, seeing some highlights of that. Uh, saw modern day Catholic in person last week. Um, good to see them get a win after the last two weeks have been rough for, for them defensively, but, uh, we know they have talent, so, uh, they'll be, they'll be fine, but their schedule is definitely a challenging one. I know, uh, Lincoln has them in two weeks, so that's another one they got to prepare for. The winning streak continues for the San Diego Cavers, 56-43 over Orange Glen. Yeah, uh, we, we know, uh, their ground game, Mo Jackson just seems to, to get it done every week and um they look like they're on their way to uh, to another championship appearance if not a title hey <laughs> i like it i like it um Bodie, any closing notes any games that we didn't get to uh obviously there's games we didn't get to but uh anything that you yeah want to yeah about. one one i'll shout uh, you know what i'll give you two here quick uh east lake picked up their first win 
uh, on the season. They went out of section, beat San Jacinto. So happy for them, 31-14. to 14. Uh, And then the, the other one, Rancho Bernardo shutting out Point Loma, 38-0. Um, I saw Rancho Bernardo in their scrimmage. Obviously, team's not all together at that point, but 38 nothing at home over Point Loma and homecoming. I thought that was a really solid win for them. All righty. He is at SD Preps on all the social media. You can hear him every week on our preview show, Bodie De Silva, the scorebook live reporter. Follow them, follow him, help them grow all the content they are providing, all the scores, because they are the official CIF digital partner. Bodie, thank you very much, and we'll uh, look forward to having you back in studio soon. Yeah, thank you. All right, bye. All right, we now go out to Chase Carlo, our Grossmont team insider. Got a lot of stats and uh, other general observations rolling around there, too. So, Chase, uh, Grossmont continues to impress with the offensive end going off yet again. Thank you for being on the show. Tell us what you saw tonight. Uh, Tonight was another, like you said, another great offensive performance. The first two games were... Really good off, uh, really good offensively, especially passing the ball. Today, though, it was more rushing. Robert Tucker had a breakout game. He had 21 rushes for 250 yards, and he also had six receptions for 111 yards, and he had three touchdowns rushing and three touchdowns receiving. So he that this was his breakout game. They really show everyone that he's going to be one of the best senior running backs next year, and probably already is one of the, the one of the premier running backs right now. Also, Jamie Odom had a pretty good game, 17 for 31, 275 yards, three touchdowns. He also had 14 uh, rushes and 103 yards on the ground. Also, an interesting stat today, he did, he became the third Grossmont quarterback to pass a 5,000 yards. And that all happened in nine years, which was just amazing. My goodness. So give us a little bit on the defensive side, just a couple of standout players that you think uh, people need to know about for the Grossmont Foothillers. It has to be the guy right in the middle, Chris Alba. He, he was just all over the field. He had hard tackles, hard hits, and he really helped the defense that at, at halftime, it was 14-10 Olympians. And I think that Grossmont's offense in the first half wasn't, they kind of they kind of started out slow after the bye in this game in the first half, and the defense really helped keep Grossmont close enough to where the offense could just take over in the second half once they got everything rolling. So also in the top 10 tonight, obviously Helix and Cathedral Catholic being the main... I mean, it was the center of everyone's attention tonight, and Helix comes up with the win. Give us your take on that game. I have a que- I have an interesting question for you. Yeah. With this Helix and Cathedral game, does that make Harriman better than Corona Centennial? Because Harriman beat Helix, who beat Cathedral, who beat Corona Centennial. So, in theory, going by a probably not logical logic here is Harriman better than Corona Centennial now personally I don't like to play that sort of victory or loss by association game in football because football to me is so dependent on 
who was healthy, how you did, which way the wind was blowing, where the sun was. It, it, there's not a large enough sample size in football to really know if that kind of logic works. So I'm going to say no. That was just, that was just, that was the first thing that kind of came to mind. That was interesting. Just just even it's probably it's probably not true. Like Harriman, even though Harriman's a good football team in Utah and they beat Steelers. It's still Corona Centennial, but that's just the first. That was the first kind of like thought in my mind, just because I couldn't really. It was just a, so such a unexpected, especially how much he would beat Cathedral by. They were they were forty five twenty one, and Cathedral gets the last minute touchdown. That's not just like beating them by three. That's they beat them. They there was no there was no question. Going to give you a pair of games. We'll ask who you think had the bigger win tonight. Hilltop coming out on top 27-13 over Valhalla or Vista 48 Morse 7? I think, I honestly, I think Vista because I think Hilltop needs, I think Hilltop we will see after they play Morse either next week or the week after. We'll see how good they really are after they play Morse. But Vista beating Morris, I think, especially by the margin, I think that that's kind of a standout game. But not only the for Vista before that Palomar League, maybe that especially Poway's win, and I think there was a couple other games that kind of made the Palomar League look really good tonight. That is definitely true. That is definitely true. Um, you can find him at Chase Carlo SDSU on Twitter. He's providing all the Grossmont insider information all season long. Chase, any uh, parting notes before we say goodbye and uh, that we'll see you next week? I was no, you know what? Nah, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of just trying to think about that Steelers Cathedral game and just what happened. To be honest. It's a lot. It's certainly a lot to wrap our minds around uh, collectively as a county, especially since Helix gets Saints now this next coming week. All sorts of fun stuff to get to. It's gonna be a great game. Oh, it's gonna be amazing, and and then <laughs> then it's in the league, and it's all sorts of it, the the stakes go up every single week. It's gonna keep being an amazing season for this entire second half. Chase Carlo, thank you very much for joining us, and we will talk to you next week. All right, we now go to Calvin Pierce at uh, TSC Sports. He's the man with all the video edits, all the insight, all the takes, all the reaction. Calvin, how did week four of the season treat you? Uh, yesterday, it wasn't too well. Um, it wasn't too like, nice up there in uh, San Clemente. Um, as you guys probably saw the final scoreboard um, for it wasn't too pretty yesterday with uh, Lincoln and San Clemente. So, what was the takeaway? The final score there uh, on the road for Lincoln was 21-0, if I have that correct. Um, what what happened? Give us the report. Um, I would say if I would give a good grade to any any of the uh, three teams, special teams, offensive, defense, I would give the, the defense of Lincoln a, a fairly uh, good grade. But – uh. You, you can't you can't continue to ride on the defense all year long. Um, the previous games, um, you guys noticed uh, they had some major takeaways. Uh, end of the game, uh, middle of the game, and 
it actually uh, those takeaways helped change and turn the game. Yesterday, they just couldn't come up with that at the end of at the end of the game. The defense. So they end up falling to San. Say it again. I lost you there for a second. So go go ahead. The defense was out on the, on the field just a little too long, um, but uh, other than that, offense just still sputtering. Uh, really, really never got nothing uh, going at at all all night. And for the most part, when when you're on the road, uh, the offense the offense got to be the one that's step to that. Uh, I wouldn't expect uh, the defense to be putting the points on the board. Other scores around the county that were kind of crazy included Helix upsetting Cathedral Catholic. Talk to us about your reaction to that final score. You know what? I, I talked to a couple of people on, on the way home or leaving uh, the, the Lincoln game, and a lot of people was like shocked. Um, for the most part, I don't think I was shocked. I kind of saw that one coming. Um, and I, I just saw it coming. Like, uh, I really believe that uh, Cathedral is a good team. But one of the things that I personally brought up, uh, yeah, when they play those teams, like, what, every five, every year, some of those out-of-state teams or every other year. But when you play a team uh, year in and year out, and you got, I'm pretty sure uh, Helix still got tape on uh, DJ Ralph when he was at his former school. You, you know what I mean? You got enough tape like that, and you can study, and your kids are hungry enough, and and Cathedral has to come in your backyard, I, I, I believe that uh, Helix could have took that one. But uh, the same with Lincoln and uh, I believe with Cathedral, I don't I don't think those uh, those losses could have came at a better time. Uh, I think it's better to get those early in the season than in the latter part going, uh, uh, going into the playoffs. And uh, it, it back, back, briefly back to Lincoln, it couldn't have came at a better time than going, going into the bye week. Um, because they're going to have to retune that and find that thing up real nice uh, in the next two weeks. Bye week definitely paid off for Helix. So bye week probably going to pay off dividends for Lincoln. Calvin, any other scores around the county from last night that you want to get to before we say goodbye? Man, I'm actually, uh, I was actually pleased what I saw with uh, Hilltop and uh, Bahala. I'm actually pretty excited. I'm, I'm, uh, it's Lincoln's bye week, so I'll be over there at uh, Bahala next week. Uh, getting some awesome highlights from those guys, and I'm, I'm expecting I'm expecting something big. Uh, especially if we talked briefly. I know uh, Morris lost that game last week, so they're gonna be coming back ready to fight, uh, fight, crawl, and scratch their way back in the winning column. And uh, that game is at Hilltop, and and I'm expecting Hilltop not to lay down uh, for no man. So I'm, I'm expecting a, uh, a great game. It's a huge showdown going on Friday at Hilltop High School, like you mentioned, when they will take on Morse. At Calvin underscore TSC for all of the social media. Calvin providing great videos, edits, sideline, up top, all the different angles. Calvin, thank you very much for joining us, and uh, we look forward to talking to you next week. Yes, sir. All right, we're now joined by Raymond Brown. San Diego Football Network is how you know him on the social media, providing all sorts of great content. Last night, he was watching a couple of games, including Cathedral and Helix. Raymond, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, what was your takeaway from this chaotic night in San Diego high school football? Um, no matter how big and bad you are, there's always somebody that's bigger and badder than you are. Um, wow. Um, 
not too surprising. I mean, we we knew uh, Helix always a great program. They're always going to bring it, but um, I didn't know they were going to dominate like that. So you watched the entire game. You saw it go from large lead for, for Helix down to a close game, back to a large lead. Kind of give us some of your takeaways that you saw in this game. Well, um, you got to give it to the uh, Helix defense. Um, they did a good job um, shutting down some of um, Cathedral's weapons and um, giving the offense a chance to uh, pull away early and set the tone. So uh, that was my takeaway. Um, it's always tough to get a win at a packed Helix stadium, you know. But, um, yeah, and great, great, great performance all around. A standout performance indeed. It now throws into chaos the who truly is the number one team in San Diego, but thankfully we don't have to wait long for that debate to be answered. Uh, Saints and Helix will play this coming week, so uh, talk about just continued gifts. You said you were also watching Lincoln. Uh, anything else around the county? What else caught your eye last night? Yeah, uh, Lincoln, San Clemente. Um, San Clemente now 4-0 against some of the best teams in San Diego. So it's not surprising that they dominated Lincoln. Uh, you know, turnovers was a problem for the Hornets. Couldn't get anything done on offense. And, you know, uh, San Clemente is just a great team. What else from around the county? Mind if I just bounce a couple scores off you? Uh, yes, sir. All right. So let's scroll down here. Let's scroll down here. Uh, Hilltop 27, Valhalla 13. Um, shout out to Hilltop, man. 4 0 for the first time since uh, 2013. Um, beating a great Valhalla team um, who was also on the rise. Um, yeah, uh, Hilltop, Hilltop's my dark horse team. I think I told you that early in the season. But um, yeah, I love what Hilltop's doing. Great start for them. Torrey Pines moves to 3 and 1 with a 24 14 win over San Pasquale. Um,. That's not a shocker. The shocker is how close it was. You you think that uh, Torrey Pines, it'll be a larger deficit, but um, you got to give it, you got to give it to Sampa Squad for uh, fighting and hanging in there against a very tough team. Grossmont remains undefeated, winning fifty two twenty eight at Olympian, or versus Olympian. Sorry. Uh, not surprising. Uh, Jamie Odom, um, I think he's like the third straight quarterback at Grossmont to go over five thousand. So um, that lets you know, man, well-oiled machine over there for that offense. Um, yeah, Grossmont's a fun team to watch. Uh, if you had a chance to check out a Grossmont game, I highly recommend it. The winning streak for San Diego goes to 15 games as they win 56-43 over Orange Glen. Yes, sir. Go Cavers. Um, yeah, um, that, was, that was a good matchup for them. Um Defending champion versus defending champion in a battle of two of the best running backs in the game with uh, Coyle Patterson for Orange Glenn and Mo Jackson for the Cavers. Um, great win. Keep that uh, streak going, and uh, hopefully let's get it back to the uh, CIF, see how far we can take it. Last score I'll go with, one that kind of shocked me just a little bit in terms of the uh, the margin of victory, and that is Santana moving to 4-0, and with a 48 nothing win over Sweetwater. Talk about Santana. Another fun offense to watch, um, led by Nate Temple. Uh, 
outstanding quarterback. Um, last season, uh, he could have put up big numbers, but um, it was cut short. He didn't come in until, like, late and, like, during the playoffs, and he still put up some big numbers. So um, that's another offense, another fun offense to watch, and uh, another team on the rise. You can find him at SD Football on Twitter, on Instagram, all sorts of great live content Friday nights, recap content and preview content over the week. Raymond Brown, any closing notes before we say goodbye? Uh, no, man, I just want to thank you for having me on again, and um, let's do this again. Oh, my goodness, yes. We got another, like I said, an amazing week with Helix and Saints coming up, and then we're into league play for some of these teams. This season is just so well scripted, and it, it, it's playing out so well. Once again, at SD Football on social media. Raymond Brown, thank you very much. We'll talk to you next week. All right, we are now blessed to have John Maffey in our presence. As always, John brings the greatest point of view on all the games. John, how did week four treat you? It, uh, it, 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 was, it was a really good week, I think. Very interesting games. Uh, obviously, the, the stunning upset of, uh, of Cathedral by Helix. So it, it, it was a very interesting week. Well, let's start with the game that you were at, and that is Carlsbad defeating Mission Hills. Tell us what you saw. It was, you know, both teams, I talked to both coaches before the game, you know, both, you know, both kind of talking off the record, but both saying, you know, gosh, we're kind of, we're kind of beaten up here and we've had, you know, had a lot of injuries and, uh, and I guess uh, the flu and uh, staff infections have been going around and, uh, you know, but they didn't get hit with that, but some other teams have been hit with that pretty hard, but uh the, the, it, I think the injuries really crippled uh, Mission Hills's offense. Because, but then the the injuries for for Carlsbad were on defense, and Carlsbad just you know just was all over them. And in uh, uh, I think the inexperience of quarterback showed. They have a good running back, but not a great running back. And and Carlsbad gets up there and p- plays defense in your face, and uh, had five sacks and three interceptions and and two fumble recoveries. So it, they just never let, uh, let mission Hills get started. So this game seemed like it was a little bit of a winner sets themselves up for control of the avocado lead favorite of the avocado. What, what's the takeaway from this game? Well, I think Carlsbad, there's, there's a good game coming up this week. Uh, La Costa Canyon is at Oceanside. And they're both one and zero in the league, so uh, I think the winner of that game will then, you know, will then then play play Carlsbad for for control of the league, and you know, and every every I mean every game in the, you know, and and that game in the Western League in the the Avo, the Western are are just monster leagues, and uh, and the and the Grossmont Hills League, those are those are the three best leagues in. And you better be on your A game every week or else somebody's going to come up and, and uh, knock you right in the side of the head. Well, that transitions us perfectly into Helix taking down Cathedral Catholic. Last week, I had you try and put the Cathedral Catholic win into the greater picture historical context-wise. So I guess I ask you again, greater picture context, what does this win for Helix mean? I mean, it, it's a great win for Helix, but now the thing for Helix is, is now they have to go over and play, play the Saints, 
and that's not going to be an easy game. Uh, you know, and, and Saints just plays unbelievably good defense. The, the stat on Saints going into their game last week was they uh, teams had rushed 77 times against against St. Augustine for minus seven yards. So uh, it's going to be a great matchup. Uh, Saints' defense against uh, L. on Noah of Helix, and I, I you know, you, know you, you can say that that you know Cathedral had uh, you know they they were full of themselves maybe from two great wins. I don't think that's the case. I think they just ran into a very good Helix team on the road, got themselves behind, and and every time they they tried to do something to catch up. Uh, kind of shot themselves in the foot, and Helix seemed to have an answer for you know every every, every charge that that Cathedral made. Mind if I bounce a couple other scores off you from around the county, sure. or do you have anything specific you want to get to? Sure, no, that's good. Montgomery moves to four and zero with a thirty eight twenty four win over Kearney. You know, I I think you know Montgomery flying really under the radar, and. Uh, you know, Kearney not you know not a top flight team, but you know, but but it was a pretty convincing win, and you know that's that's what you need to do if you're Montgomery is you know take go in take care of business and and they have and now we'll you know we'll see as you know as the season starts rolling here and they get into league you know uh, if 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 it's a, if this is an early season you know, you know hiccup that they're four and or are they really this good? Speaking of 4-0, Bishops moves to 4-0 with a 57-0 win at Rosamond, way out of the section. I think more than anything, though, I want to ask, points for 204, points against 61. Is this Bishops team the real deal? You know, I, I, it, it, Tyler Buckner struggled in, in his first game back. He, he, he was hurt in the first, you know, first play, I believe, last year and set out the whole season. He struggled in the first game this year. You can practice all you want and do seven on seven all you want, but until you, you know, until teams are actually you know rushing you for real, uh, and and he struggled. But since then, he has been absolutely on fire, and they, you know, they are very well coached at Bishops. Uh, they they run what they run and they run it with precision, and they are. They're a fun team to watch, you know, and, you know, could, could they compete with Cathedral, Saints, and Helix? No. But are they good at what they do in their division? Yes. The uh, the winning ways continue at Vista as they top Morse in a staggering 48-7 victory. You know, not to me, not surprising because I've seen Vista and – this was the year. I mean, they were very good last year, and they have you know all three backs back this year: Flores and Taua and Kelly, and they run that you know the triple option offense, and all three of them get pretty much get equal touches, and I, I, I think Vista Vista is going to make some noise. They're they're a very good team, and uh, and they they there was some question at quarterback this year. Because uh, the the quarterback from last year, Flores, had graduated, and he was kind of a magician with the ball. But they're getting great quarterback play, and as long as as long as they can do that and get the ball to those three backs, 
this does this is going to be very good and very hard to beat. San Diego continues their winning streak, fifty six forty three over Orange Glen. You know, in a very interesting game, in you know, it's a game I kind of looked at as gosh, I, I kind of like to go to that game, but uh, you know, Orange Glen uh, with Cale Patterson, Cale Patterson ran for two hundred and seventy six yards in uh, for Orange Glen. But, you know, so then that game kind of became a shootout. But uh, it's, you know, I think two two very, very even teams, two teams that were in the state playoffs in different divisions last year. So, you know, and it, it's the kind of game you're, you're kind of glad that, you know, Vista and Morse was a great rivalry in the, in the 70s and 80s. I'm glad to see them playing again. You know, San Diego, Orange Glen, you know, it, you know, North versus City, those are – those are the kind of uh, kind of games that I think people like to see that, uh, you know, especially in the non-league, you know, let's, let's, let's get out of our comfort zone a little bit and, and play somebody different. And, uh, and I commend Orange Glen and San Diego for, for, for playing somebody different. Couldn't agree with you more on that. I think that if you're not going to play out of section entirely, play somebody that's not even close to you, demographic, geographic, score scheme anything like that i love it i completely agree with you um let's go up north again and we'll go with this time poway as they get a 47 10 win over escondido you know i saw escondido against hilltop and and they have some offense but they ran into a buzzsaw against Poway. that's a that's a cross league game and i think if you know it's it's not a game that that escondido would have scheduled for themselves but it's cross league, so it's dictated to them. And Poway's starting to flex its muscles a little bit. And I, I think you know they have a they have a really good running back in Josh Butler, and and they're gonna they're gonna ride him as far as as far as he'll take them. And 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 that that could be to a league championship. Another North County score we got RB thirty eight point Loma zero. You know, RB is trying to you know trying to find itself a little bit and i and i think in the last two weeks they have found themselves uh they they threw a shutout last week and 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 rolled up uh you know a, a pretty good point loma team this week so you know the rb they had two quarterbacks to start the season and kind of the same thing they did last year they rotated quarterbacks and and they kind of flopped around coach tristan mccoy decided that he was going to use one quarterback and he made that decision, moved Noah, Noah Morris out to a receiver, and it's worked out very well. I think, you know, with, you know the old saying, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. And, and I think that they've made the decision, and, it, and it's benefited them very, very well. John, any other scores, results, anything like that? Any players that you want to get to tonight before we say goodbye? Um, I think, uh, you know, Madison uh, was kind of an interesting, interesting score playing uh, – Palace Verdes, uh, Mission Hills went to Palace Verdes and and kind of got trapped in a in a day game, and then uh, you know so people were wondering how good Palace Verdes is, and then they come down here, they travel and beat Madison. So that was kind of a to me that was kind of an interesting score because I thought uh, I thought Madison might take care of business there. Uh, the San Pasquale Torrey Pines game I thought was interesting, and that. Uh, Torrey Pines was one of the teams that had really gone through the flu and, and staph infection and, uh, and hoof and mouth disease is, uh, 
is is what another thing that's going around and uh and they were they you know they were really the the air got sucked out of out of them because of the, you know the players were were recovering from some of these Ill, uh, illnesses but they you know they hung in hung in and finally took care of a of a pretty decent San Pasquale team my goodness um i had no idea the extent of all that for Tory Pines this week yeah they were i mean they were really you know during the week they didn't know if they have enough guys to play the game they you know they they were it, you know it, it and and i was talking to the to the uh coach mack and 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 uh chris hauser from carlsbad and mission hills last night before the game and we were talking about that exact same thing and in hauser went he said it ran through us last year and we were just decimated and and coach mack at carlsbad said you know we got hit with it but it didn't it didn't you know it didn't debilitate us but you know we were we dealt with it but you know and and you know i mean anybody who's played you know you're in that locker room and and, and that hoof and mouth and staff is highly contagious and boy as soon as one guy gets it and he coughs or shakes hands with his buddies uh, or gets in a pile and you know and breathes you know six guys have it and uh you know so you know, and all you can do is is let it you know treat it and let it run its course. Yeah, it certainly isn't something that you can blame the kids for not being able to bounce back from it with uh, a tape job or something simple like that. John Maffey, he's the voice of the Union Tribune. They do all sorts of great work all week long, every day, all season, bringing you great high school coverage and beyond. John, any parting notes before we say goodbye, and uh, we'll see you week five. Um, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to. Uh, the uh, Helix and Saints next week. That's gonna that's gonna be a barn burner. Yeah, that certainly will be an insane game. Am I gonna bump into you there, or do you know where you're going next week yet? You know, I'm not sure if I'm going. I'm, I'm either going there or to uh, Lacosta Canyon Oceanside. I'll be I'll be at one of those two games, and it's it's kind of uh, kind of up to the you know to our boss, and he's gonna you know he'll he'll assign games and. Uh, you know, you know, I uh, I haven't seen Saints or Helix yet, so I I I certainly wouldn't mind going to that game. I I don't think half of San Diego would mind being able to be at that game Friday night. John Matthew with the San Diego Union Tribune, thank you very much for joining us, and we will talk to you if there's anything left of San Diego after Week Five burns it to the ground again. Great, thanks, Christian.